We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings, Valspar Championship picks, research, guess the odds, full preview to get you ready for the week. The Listener's League is not available as of yet. That'll become available on Monday's show with Jeff Feinberg as we go through the betting card for the week. However, I do recommend that you smash the like button for the episode. Sub to Fantasy National slash Mayo. You'll get 20% off that way. You'll be able to see Fantasy National through my walkthrough and see all the research tools that it has, plus a simulator, the lineup generator, ownership projections for DFS once that comes around later on in the week. But you want to get on that right now, fantasynational.com slash Mayo. Sub to Mayo Media Network while you're up here, too. And don't forget, as mentioned on Wednesday show, Tambo, after I gave away $500, he's giving one of you $500 as well. All you got to do is follow Tambo on Twitter, at Totag and Tambo, and leave a rating and review on the podcast. You've already done that from last week. You're still in the draw for that $500, but Spotify, Apple Podcasts, sub to it, five-star review, boom, you're in the draw for that extra $500 that we are giving away on Wednesday's show. And the big thing this week, we're doing a live show on Sunday evening, me, Cust, and Ben Raza, March Madness Bracket Preview. Now, I've teamed up 
with Fantasy Cares this year to do a free bracket for everyone out there. And whether you care about March Madness or not, I, I highly recommend that you go get yourself an entry because every time that an entry gets put into the Mayo Madness bracket, they donate a dollar to Fantasy Cares. I think it's going to be up to $25,000. We can get 25,000 entries. So the more entries that we can get, the better. Every time that you see me tweet about it, please retweet it. So we're going to try to fill that up. And even though it's free, it doesn't mean you can't win money. There's $2,500 to the winner and you invest $0 to go into it. And every time that you enter, a dollar goes to a good cause. So uh, I couldn't be happier with how this worked out. So everyone go do that. You can find the link down in the description right now, uh, or just check out leaguesafe.com, Mayo Madness. I just Google that, and I'm pretty sure it'll come up too. But if you just hit the description, the direct link is down there. So go get your spot right now, then tune into the show. The March Madness show is always one of the more fun is... I know nothing about college basketball. Cuss doesn't, but pretends that he does. And Ben Ross is a legitimate expert when it comes to college basketball. So we try to piece together a bracket, and we've done well two of the three years. I think we've had the winner two of three years, which is huge for something like that. Better than we're doing at the Players' Championship. I thought I was in good position. I had two guys inside the top three after the second round. And there's a reason that I'm doing this show so early. I was getting the golf betting sads from my guys being absolute pieces of shit on Saturday. Like, it's fucking unbelievable how poorly they're playing when everyone else is seven fucking under par. Now, maybe me coming and spending the hour recording the show and editing it together, I won't see what the leaderboard is doing, and then I'll come back, and maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Maybe Ben Griffin, Colin Morikawa, and Justin Suh combine for 16 birdies in the next hour. That would be fucking fantastic, wouldn't it? I don't think that's going to happen. No. Just based on the way that they're playing right now, don't love it. And when you have to chase down Scheffler, I know Min Woo is up there as well at the moment of this record. I did put in a bet, Min Woo Lee, Min Woo Lee, 150 to 1 to win the Masters. He was good at the Masters last year in his debut. And now he's playing some good golf. Obviously, he bombs it off the tee. Very comfortable with the Augusta settings, at least in year one. You never see the debutante win, but year two, most definitely can win. He kind of fits the trend lines, too, especially if he can win the Players' Championship. So Minwoo, 150-1 to is the first Masters future. You can find that at DraftKingsSportsBook.com right now. Let's talk about the Valspar. Talk about the course, because... Is one of my favorite ones on the PGA Tour, and it's not one that's going to draw a great field whatsoever, uh, as we'll get to in a second. But uh, it's the in Innisbrook Resort, the Copperhead Course, uh, just outside of Tampa, seventy-three hundred and forty yards. It's a par seventy-one. The Poa Trivials on the green, but it's you know in bloom. It's Bermuda grass, but it's going to be very similar to what we see this week, but albeit a little bit slower. That we had at TPC Sawgrass for the Players' Championship. There's 144 players in the field. And to kind of get a bit of a breakdown of what we're doing this week in terms of the par 3s, par 4s, and par 5s, one thing to note, at over 7,300 yards and a par 71, par adjusted. This is one of the longer courses on tour. You're just going to get bombarded with so many difficult, long par 4s. It's pretty tough. There are five par 3s on the course. So that's unique to this. The average length of them... 212 yards. Three of the five play longer than that. Seven of the holes on this course had a sub-11% birdie rate a year ago, and four of the par threes were a part of that. So very difficult. Got to be good at long par three scoring. Obviously, I'm guessing we're going to have that in the model. I haven't even... I just kind of came in here because I was tilting my face off, so... Maybe the model has that in, but if not, you know, we'll make a note of that. Throw it into the model for this time around. Nine par fours, average length of 441 yards. There's one short one, 
380 that drags down the average a little bit with the majority measuring over 250 yards which are the most difficult par fours that you're going to find the three toughest holes on the course last year all par fours number three number six and number 16 all of which carried a bogey or worse rate of almost 25 percent one fourth of the players making bogey or worse on those holes par fives there's four of them uh just sub just below uh, 585 yards as an average. Uh, and that number is boosted up a little bit by the 605-yard par, par 5 fifth hole. These are the four easiest holes on the course. The three shortest ones have a birdie rate that was three times as much as the bogey rate a year ago. So that's what we're thinking about with this course. The typical types of players that have done well here. Obviously, Sam Burns has won back-to-back. Paul Casey had won back-to-back before that. Adam Hadwin was a winner at this course as well. You know, Chuck Schwartzel, Jordan Spieth, all guys with pretty good short games. Good tee to green overall. I know because I bet on some of the guys who have the bad short game, like when Jason Kokrak couldn't get the ball up and down in 2019 to cash a really big ticket for me. That was horrible. But it was a very easy chip. He's just terrible at chipping, so it didn't end up working out for him. So that was very upsetting to me overall. So when we take a look at the course conditions and hop over to fantasynational.com, once again, fantasynational.com slash mayo in order to get yourself that 20% discount. Uh, They're going to be listed as Bermuda Greens because they are Bermuda Greens, but again, very similar to what we saw at Sawgrass, very similar to what we see in Phoenix as well. Uh, And the rough is up this year. The rough has been grown out to 3.75 inches. That's up from three inches, which is a pretty... I mean, three inches is no joke to begin with, but uh, 3.75 is going to be horrendous. So maybe take a look at some decent U.S. Open players for this as well. The greens, fast to lightning, by and large, hitting fairways can be difficult or easy depending on the the conditions and the setups of that day and what tee boxes they end up using you're going to get medium to firm on the greens going through everything but once we take a deeper look into the course itself you will see you know there's the entire scorecard you can find that up there you see that bogey rate oh my god almost 24 percent on hole number 16 the snake pits People can have their bear traps and horrible horseshoes and green mile. Give me the snake pit. It has the best statue in the game. Love the snake pit. Take a look at the top five finishers. You know, like most weeks, approach and putting means a ton. But overall, um, I mean, it's not flat by any means, but you know, you're going to need to be able to get the ball up and down. You don't want to be missing too many of the greens in regulation because when we take a look at the greens in regulation... You see, it's way down. So you do need to be able to have a modicum of short game here. Uh, 61% green regulation percentage versus the tour average of 66%. Scrambling a little bit higher here. That's nice. Driving accuracy a little bit lower than your standard PGA Tour event. When you take a look at the size of the greens, 5,800, which is just below average. It's not small by any means, but on the smaller side. It's not like we're at Harbor Town in a few weeks and it's like 10 square foot greens and like oh yeah um yeah no no one really hits all the greens in regulation unless you're graham Dillette that one year then he uh really had it going bad there are some forced layups some elevation on this course uh from the tee box to the fairway so lower driving distances and you know typically even i mean this is an elevated event by any means but these just don't draw the strongest of fields, so a lot of your big bombers simply do not play here. So keep that in mind as well. There are 74 bunkers across the course. Nine of the holes 
Actually, nine of the holes have water hazards. There's only eight water hazards on the course, but one of them is shared. So there's nine holes with water in play. And you can see the average shot distribution, longer irons versus shorter irons. Far more longer irons this week. Uh, then you're just going to see flip wedges into a lot of these greens. And the distribution is pretty easy. Got to score on the power fives. Got to. Uh, but you know everything else is going to be pretty tight coming in and a lot of that shot distribution on the 200 plus 23 percent and the 23.8 175 to 200 bucket range a lot of those are just the par threes and the par fives for that matter uh, on the par fours you're going to be more in this 125 to 175 range so you can kind of keep that in mind as well when you're trying to correlate all of your stats together let's take a look at this field maddie fitzpatrick is the leader in strokes gain total over the past 50 rounds. But overall, you got JT Fitz, the two-time defending champion, Sam Burns, and Jordan Spieth all up at the top. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, Keegan, Justin Rose, Brian Harmon, Davis Riley, Taylor Montgomery, Adam Hadwin, Gary Woodland all playing in this field. We're seeing Mav McNeely. He did make the cut at the players after his back-to-back WDs going through everything. Who else do we got here? Denny McCarthy is playing. Sam Ryder is playing. Jagabombs. Uh, Trey Molinix, who's on a pretty good run right now. Uh, Windy C, Wyndham Clark, Nick Taylor is in the field. Someone named John Vanderlaan. I assume he's from South Africa. Or the Netherlands, maybe? Let's see here. Where the hell is this guy from? Uh, his fiance surprises him during the final hole of some corn ferry event. Oh, he's American. John Vanderland. All right. Never heard of this guy. Oh, our, our guy, Eric Cole, is playing. SH Kim might be a look here because I've been on SH Kim a few times, and essentially he just wants to play U.S. Open style golf. Guy could par every single hole and be very satisfied with that. So maybe he should be a look here at the Valspar Championship. Brandon, woo! In the field, Cage Lee in the field, Smalley and Ben Ann. Could be a very good Ben Ann course as long as the putter doesn't go absolutely cold, which is always in play when it comes to him. Oh, he goes in the field as well. He No, no one enjoys like a front nine 29 and then blowing up uh, on the next nine holes. Quite like Garrick Higo. That's kind of the move for him right now. Looking back throughout time... And taking a look at this tournament, obviously I've mentioned that Sam Burns has won this in back-to-back years. Last year was in a playoff, playoff, over Davis Riley. Neesmith was winning most of the way as well. You can see JT has played this the last two years, a T3 and a T13. So last year, Burns lost strokes off the tee, but he was the only guy in the field uh, inside the top 15 to actually lose strokes off the tee. Not something you normally see, ton on approach. I mean, that's how you get it done. Take a look at the approach leaders, Neesmith, Thomas, Burns, three third third second uh i'm gonna guess if davis riley finished in second he gained a ton on the greens let's see if that bears true no not even so much i guess 7.1 that, that's quite a bit hickok there we go gotta get back on our guy hickok so he's having a pretty nice showing for us it sucks because i loved hickok at the min all my like duds this week did really well at the players it's the top end guys when john rom is in 60 percent of your lineups and he withdraws after one round things aren't going to go your way on DraftKings. As I found out the hard way this week. They should give me all my money back. I should complain that John Rom withdrew. That's not fair to me or anyone who bet him, played him on DraftKings, or picked him. I think that's what I should do. I should go out there and do that. How the hell did Mackenzie Hughes gain four strokes and two rounds on the greens and miss the cut? Dear Lord. Brandon Wu's starting to play some good golf, by the way. And he was 33rd last year, gained ball striking, couldn't ship to save his fucking life. But 4.1 strokes, putting as well. Okay. Trying to find some guys from last year. Going back to that tournament history in 2021, Davis Riley wins by three over Keegan Bradley. This is the site 
mind you, of we're going full. Keegan actually ended up coming to, it was the 2016. Keegan Bradley at the Valspar. Like, that's his jam. Going full Keegan. First round leader to missing the cut. Was it 2016? Oh, my God. Was it? There we are. Yeah, 2016. Take a look at this here. You can see old Keegan Bradley. There we are. 67 in round one was good for the first round lead. 79 in round two. 12 shots worse. It's not great, Keegan. He kind of did a similar thing this week. He wasn't first round leader at the players, but you know, never a bad time to jump back off Keegan once he has his... He's had meltdown rounds now in each of the past two weeks. It didn't cost him at API. He was able to rally for the top 10, not able to rally so much at the Players' Championship. So Sam Burns' 63 on Friday was the round of the tournament. All four rounds in the 60s for him in 2021. In 11 of the top 12 finishers, gained strokes on approach and with the putter uh, in the field that week. 2019, because obviously this was canceled in 2020. Not sure why. Not sure how that happened, but uh, they didn't play the tournament. That year, you can see some of the guys that are lingering around. Denny has made the cut here each of the past three years. So is Luke Donald. So the shorter hitters do have a chance here because most of the big bombers are not in the field. Again, Casey wins for the second time in two years. One clear of Jason Kokrak and Louie. Apparently, if you like went to live, you played this tournament all the time. What else do we have? 11 of the top 12 finishers gained strokes around the green that year. Paul Casey, 66 on Friday, was the round of the day, and he gained five strokes on the two golfers that finished T2 for the tournament on that day. That day was the difference. 2018 was a real kick in the nuts because Paul Casey wins. I had Patrick Reed. Uh, Tiger was flirting up there that year as well. Uh, that was his big return to the course. Corey Connors, that was almost like the first time we heard of Corey Connors, but Casey closed with a 65. It was the best, uh, let's see. Yeah, it was the best round of the tournament by three strokes and five strokes better than tiger patrick reed and sergio cash top fives while losing strokes on the green both were top five in approach i just vividly remember patrick reed not getting his putt up the hill on the 72nd hole and watching it roll back to his feet fucking disastrous I really wish I remembered the good stuff as well as I remembered the bad stuff that happens to you in betting. I know that's a common theme among everyone who bets. People who play poker, the bad beats really stick out over every single time that you've ever sucked out on anyone in poker, but that one just really sticks out vividly. I do remember 2017, probably the second best betting weekend of my life. I had Jim Herman, first round leader. He was first round leader. I had Adam Hadwin at 100 to 1. He won the tournament over Patrick Cantlay. This is like the big comeback for Patrick Cantlay in 2017, the first time he really made a mark coming back off that severe back injury that we thought was, he would be done with golf at that point. Uh, and we, thanks to Wiley, I hit CSSP Treasure in the Indian Open that week too, at like 100 to 1 too. It was a fantastic, can't, I mean, it's one of those weeks that pays off two years worth of bets or even more at that point when you hit three triple digit winners in the span of three days, things are going to go your way. Had one with 64 on Friday, and that proved to be the dis uh, difference over uh, Patrick Cantlay. Uh, the finishes for the top five in approach. Uh, 11th, 1st, 2nd, 14th, and 5th. I remember, I, th here's a good one. I remember, I forget which of the par threes it was, but Hadwin drained like a 60-foot birdie putt, and that was the momentum swing in that tournament where it was like, oh God, Adam Hadwin's actually going to win this. Schwartzel won the year before that in 2016. He won in a playoff over Bill Haas. Obviously, Schwartzel now on the Live Tour as well. So if you think a guy is going to live and they're playing in this field, they're probably going to win the tournament. Spieth won in 2015 before that in a playoff over Sean O'Hare and Patrick Reed. It was 
just consistency. Spieth shot between 67 and 70 every single day. The two runners up had a 72 prior to the weekend. And when you go to a playoff, that ends up being the big difference in everything. So that's what we saw over the past five years, a little bit later, when we take a look at strokes gain total overall, obviously Burns with his two wins and four made cuts in four starts is going to be number one. Hadwin's been a bit up and down. He's bookended the last five years of the tied for seventh last year and a win in 2017, a 12th, 2018, two missed cuts in between there. He's playing a little bit better golf at the moment. Thomas, the Knights, who say, Nee, Smith. His fourth, Stuart Sink, Stumanji. His fifth, Keegan, Knox, Davis Riley. And Davis Riley's only played this once and he came in second. Uh, so we'll see how this all ends up going. This could be a Denny breakout spot, but you're really looking for tee to green type players that will have you covered in almost every facet of the game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Should take a look over at the modeling. Now the modeling, the Rick, the... Rick the Model Martell on FantasyNational.com slash Mayo to get this all fired up. Let's see how it's been. Let's see if I have any course notes. Zavalspa? New for 2022. Guess I had to update it last year. I had a pretty good tournament here last year, so that actually works out in my favor. Approach, 25%. Par 3, 
200 to 225. Okay. Par 5 is 5%. Strokes gained short game. That's a combination of around the green and putting 10%. Good drives gained, which is a green in regulation, essentially. <laughs> uh, 10% opportunities gained. 5% so close birdie chances. Fairways gained 5%. 450 to 500 yard par 4s, 10%. Uh, bogey avoidance, 5%, and strokes game ball striking is going to be weighted at 10%. Let's get rid of ball striking right now. We should probably put in off the tee. Going to put in off the tee. Not going to weight it a ton because I do want to throw in putting from 10 to 15 feet as well to really get a sense of how guys are doing from that range, at least recently. And hopefully we can find a hot putter or two and that can end up being the difference for us and trying to cash a big payday this week at Copperhead down in Tampa. 5%, 5%. Okay, load in the model. Now, obviously, if you're a member at Fantasy National, you can weight this any way that you see fit. But that's uh, what we're going to be rolling with this week. We'll see how this spits out over the past 24 rounds. I'm guessing. I don't even know who's going to be number one. I assume it's Justin Thomas, but it's probably like Ben Griffin if he's in the field. My poor guy, Ben Griffin. Who we got here? Bramlett. Bramlett, Lipsky, Nick Taylor, Keegan Bradley, Gary Woodland, Ben Griffin. Okay, there we go. And this is before we know anything about what happened at the players results-wise. The guys might like withdraw from this tournament. After that, KH Lee. Vegas, Wyndham Clark, and Nick Hardy. Justin Suh, my guy. Got to go back to Justin Suh. He's been playing some great golf. He's in 11th uh, in terms of the power rankings. James Hahn, Thomas, Lashley, Ryder, Neesmith. Matthew Fitzpatrick obviously missed the cut at the Players' Championship. It seems like something's off with him. Tommy was making a big run on Saturday at the Players' Championship. Eric Cole, he's been playing a lot of golf recently. This could be a very good Aaron Rye course as well. Like, you see some of the players that have won here. You know, maybe not so much Sam Burns, but you may have Casey and Schwartzel, Hadwin. Like, shorter, I mean, not that they're shorter hitters, but they're very good T2 green. So maybe that can really help us out. Approach-wise, uh, Clark has been number one over the past 24 rounds. Russell Knox is up there as well, as he kind of always is, yet it doesn't ever translate into any good results. Nick Hardy continues to be very good in approach, yet he has not gained on approach in any of the past three tournaments. Missed the cut at the players, too. Hopefully, once the player stats get bumped in, like he's really riding this wave. Once the Sanderson Farms gets kicked out of his past 24, uh, things are going to be a bit different. For old Nick Hardy, he's going to stop popping in the model so often. Uh, Kevin Roy is up there as well. We liked him in, uh, where the hell was his Akshay playing? Let's see, Batia? No, we can't get Batia in this field? Fuck right off. Come on. Let's, let's see some Akshay in our life. I want to see more of him out there. Who has been the best at bogey avoidance over that time? Uh, Mav McNeely. This could be a Mav. How has Mav McNeely played at this course? Eric Cole is up there as well, although he's going to make bogeys when you don't want him to make bogeys. Great putting stats from Maverick McNeely. Okay, the Valspar. Never played this tournament before. Not really helping us out much there, pal. Alex Smalley. He's someone who ended up squeaking through on the cut line at plus two at the players. Had a bad run in the elevated field events. But again, this isn't an elevated field event. This will look more like the RSM or Bermuda or Houston, where he had, you know, back-to-back-to-back top 11 finishes. This field seems like more of his jam. 
And we'll see. It was not last year when he missed the cut, but, you know, he's seemingly a better player at this point of the season. When you deal with these young guys, it's going to be very difficult. You see that, you know, S.H. Kim wasn't a lie there. He's very good at bogey avoidance and second in the field from 10 to 15 feet. Let's see if there's any, like, direct corollaries that aren't there. Uh, Michael Kim, terrible at putting, very good at bogey avoidance. Okay, that's good to know. How's Michael Kim been playing? I think he has a decent result for this course, like somewhere in his history along the line. All right, fifth in Puerto Rico, 10th or 11th, sorry, at Pebble Beach. Uh, it hasn't been a great run for him, but miscut, 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 miscut. 52nd, all right, so he's made one cut in his life. Congratulations, Michael Kim. What else do we got going here? Bob Shelton can't putt good at bogey avoidance, same as Wyndham Clark. Maybe this is finally a Wyndham Clark week. The stats love him. He was going good at the players, but you know, that ended up getting thrown for a loop. Valspar miscut, 60th and 37th in his career. Has played some good Florida golf, as I can recall. I remember he was in the mix at the Honda. Yeah, he has two really good finishes at the Honda in his career. Um, I mean, the, the Valspar has more correlation, I would say, with the Honda than it does the Players' Championship. There's less water. Like, water, although it is in play at Copperhead, is not as prevalent as you see as some of the other Florida courses. But just getting a sense of where he can actually go nuclear on the greens, the Honda was actually the spot for that. I wonder how he's put it at the Players' over the years. That has always gained at the Players' as well. So if we can just kind of keep him up, very bad on these greens. Never gained on the greens at Copperhead. But he comes in putting pretty well, usually pretty well in Florida, and is the best approach player in the field over the past 24 rounds. So, uh, Windy C, we're going to have to check him on the list. I don't know what the hell to do with Sam Burns. I, When I get to guess the odds, like his odds are going to be just unfair for how he's playing at the moment. But, you know, it doesn't mean he can't win again. Ugh terrible to see let's shrink this down to the past 12 rounds to see if we can get a bit of a different story here lashley keegan sir justin thomas nick taylor one two three four five bram wagon still up there tilly dunks ben martin brandon woo we just have to go sue and woo and dylon woo and eric cole and wyndham clark and call it a week i really want to bet davis riley i'm not going to be alone in wanting to bet davis riley and I don't put too much stock into what happened to him at the players. He finished a plus three. He ended up missing the cut. Had just a very bad round two. There was a lot of guys on that course who had a bad round two. He did gain strokes on approach round one. It just kind of blew up everywhere for him. Back-to-back -back made cuts before the players' championship. And gaining on approach, gaining around the greens, gaining off the tee. That's what we want to see. It does feel like we do want Davis Riley at more difficult courses. Obviously, he won those San Antonio championship. I believe that was a bit difficult. Panama as well on the Corn Ferry Tour. Let's see, minus 16. Beat Pendrith in. Ah, oh, Long Dong, Paul Barjan. Oh my God, Wee Kim. I haven't heard that name in ages. He was competitive the year with Jim Herman at the Valspar in the first round. I gotta be right on that, right? Maybe not. There was one year where I feel like he was like first round leader or something like that. I know that we're now into a guy who's not in this field and like hasn't been heard from in ages. 72, 71, maybe it wasn't this tournament. Yeah, Pat, so you don't actually remember what you think you remember. Lee McCoy. Okay. Forgot about that. Forgot that guy even existed. Graham Dillette, the best of man Dillette, doing the uh, TSN commentary circuit these days up in Canada. Poor guy, loved. He was like, out of all the Canadian golfers ever, like, this is my guy, Graham Dillette. Loved Graham Dillette. I really thought, if he hadn't had the back injuries, I think he could have been, I mean, he, he was firmly on team 
nobody. He's like, he was like better Luke List in a way. I know Luke List ended up winning at Torrey Pines, but Dillette was like in that stratosphere with him. Goya, the bean man, he ends up uh, just making the cut every single week, it feels like. Let's see. 11th, 55th, 55th, 56th, 26th. Yeah, they, a bit of a slow start to the season, but he was just, I just remember the name because it sticks out because it's Goya. Uh, every week during the swing season when I'd be tracking my bets, that this guy just continuously makes the cut every week and usually does absolutely nothing with it. Aaron Rye is up there. Hickok. Second time Hickok has popped, playing well at the players at the moment. 14th at the Honda. Hasn't really got the putting stroke going whatsoever. Let's see how you've been doing at the Valspar. Gained 8.5 strokes on the green. Lost 5.3. That's a that's a swing for you. 13-stroke swing on the greens. Uh, year one to year two at the tournament. Before that, he was 46. Lost strokes on the green. If he can just gain some strokes, the guys, he hits a ton of fairways. The guy's ball striking is really good at the moment. The short game is never a problem. Playing well at the players right now, making his third consecutive putt, cut at TPC Sawgrass. Not the craziest idea if you're looking for a bomb, I suppose, down in the field. Let's jump off the model and just take a look at TD Green. And just, you know, when you sort Paul Casey and even Chuck Schwartzel and Spieth and all those guys, Tita Green is just the one that ends up coming up. I know it's a it's a catch-all for everything, but you know sometimes it really can reveal who's just good Tita Green. And when guys are missing putts and you only have three-foot putts to make, then it ends up being pretty good. Justin Thomas, Vegas, Clark, List, and Lipsky. One, two, three, four, five. What the, the, the deal with Lipsky? Why does he keep popping up? I feel like he had two good tournaments. He did. He played fourth at the Sony. He's been absolute shit ever since. Okay. I guess when you keep failing to make the weekend, then you stop getting credit for a lot of those rounds. Although the approach play, like actually hasn't been all that bad. Neither has the short game. It's just, he's absolutely atrocious on the greens, losing an average of 2.5 strokes per tournament over his last five. That's not good. Has he ever putted well? Oh, maybe. Let's see here. Valspar. He's played in the Valspar. Didn't do well. Came 68th in his only appearance. Smalley is up there. Tita Green over the past 24 rounds. Cam Percy. That should be no shocker to anyone. Damon just doesn't have enough rounds. That's drawing from a lot of last year. Aaron Rye. Chuck Hoffman. Trey Mullenix. If, if Trey Mullenix could chip all of a sudden, I mean, he's doing better recently. I just remember him chipping me out of a tournament at Valero and not being able to get it up and down. That was very, very sad. Ben Ann, I mean, this could be a Benny Ann week. How's Ben Ann played here? Ben Ann's playing some good golf. You know, he's got the nappy factor on his side. Just had a baby. That's the real reason why he withdrew from, he was, uh, it was Valero. Valspar 49th, Valspar miscut, Valspar 67th. And he's never really gained on the greens. That's like most courses. He does come in back-to-back weeks, at least weighted weeks, of gaining strokes on the green. So we'll see how that ends up turning out for him. But I do, I just, I like his short game. I like his approach play. If he can start hitting fairways again, we're going to be in business a lot. You see, Brandon Wu is up there. Where's where's our guy, Justin S at? How's he been doing? He's 53rd tee to green overall. Not great around the greens, but he is good on the greens. So that's somewhat helpful. Has gained on approach in four straight and was like Mr. Trade Birdies for bogeys. At, I mean, he was having a, I mean, I, I suppose I can just click and see how he's currently doing. Although now I'm just going to be more depressed when I take a look at how my guy, he's five under. Right, that's not bad. What the hell happened to Ben Griffin? Oh, good. Morikawa made a birdie. What a fucking hero. Uh, so for the week, he is tied for 14th, the players championship. That's off a 24th and a fifth and a T like he hasn't missed a cut this season. So that's good. 
for Justin Sirk. Good Lord, he's going to end up being like 40 to 1, isn't he? How is he doing in terms of the stats at the Players' Championship? 33rd off the tee. Gaining, he's gaining strokes across the board. Uh, he's been very good around the green. So, you know, that's probably one of the least sticky things, especially for someone who's been really bad. That's probably more of an outlier. Like he putted in or chipped in, something like that, which is really influencing what he's up to this week. But either way, uh, I'm going to be on him. He's a favorite of mine from way back. So now that he's in good form, kind of have to go with him, right? Uh, anyone shorter term past 12 rounds? See if we can just kind of catch lightning in a bottle here with T to green. Thomas Spieth, Brandon Wu. Maybe Brandon Wu is the look as well. Sue and Wu. There's the move. Aaron Rye, Woodland. Woodland won here. I feel like it was like 13 years ago at this point. Gaining off the tee every single week. The approach is so up and down. Tends to have his better approach at the longer events, but... Yeah, Gary, let's see, Gary Woodland, that's kind of how you spell it, wiki, 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 Gary Woodland, where are we doing here, does he have a Valspar championship, other wins, he doesn't, no, it's playoff record, yeah, he won it when it was the transitions championship in 2011, he beat Webb Simpson by a stroke, and that was uh, kind of the genesis of club down Gary, and yeah, so I guess it would be under transitions championship played really well gained eight strokes putting what gary what more than a decade ago gary woodland can putt as you can see that is not so much the case anymore how's he been playing here over the years uh, 21st a year ago missed the cut the year before that valspar 2014 obviously he has the win it was 12 years ago we don't really care about that but driving the ball a lot better right now the approach has been up and down can't chip can't putt that probably keeps him out of the winner's circle but profiling a little bit like how Jason Kokrak was doing, along with Gary Woodland. You get the right odds on Woodland, and I don't have him at good odds this week uh, when I did the guess the odds and I wrote those out. But eh, maybe if you can catch like a 50 on him, 60 on him, I doubt it's going to be that high. It's probably going to be like 35 or 40 for Woodland, unless he really tanks on the weekend or one of these guys wins the Players' Championship. Like if Fleetwood comes back and wins, that might end up being a different story. We'll see. But I guess we should guess the odds for this tournament, right? For the Valspar Championship, would not be nice. Here's what I got. I got Justin Thomas at eight to one as the betting favorite. Matthew Fitzpatrick at twelve to one. Jordan Spieth, or sorry, Matthew Fitzpatrick at eleven to one. Jordan Spieth at twelve to one. Sam Burns at fourteen to one. Like that seems wildly unfair for again how he's playing, but he's the two-time defending champion. Fourteen to one. It's put it this way. If you put him at 20 to one, everyone would bet him. You put him at 14 to one. You're probably still going to catch a lot of people still going to him based off that course history narrative. So I think those are the big four in this field. Fleetwood, Keegan, Rose, and Harmon are probably up next on the betting board. 20, 22, 25, 28. That could be mixing, matching. Listen, Fleetwood's a lot like Finau in a weird way, where if he shows any signs of life, his odds get crippled immediately because people love betting Tommy Fleetwood just like people love betting Tony Finau. They have bad, like they have bad form. Obviously, they're going to drop and drop and drop, but one sign of good form and it's to the moon in terms of the odds. Just use that money and bet Min Woo Lee, 150 to 1 at the Masters instead. Hopefully, you can qualify for that field. That'd be nice. Davis Riley, 33. Taylor Montgomery, 33. Adam Hadwin, 35. Denny McCarthy, 35. Gary Woodland, 40 to 1. Not a strong field. Decent enough. I'm going to enjoy the week because I really like watching this course at Copperhead, but uh, it's not going to be the strongest field, which you should expect after having back-to-back -back elevated events. Good on JT, Fitz, Burns, and Spieth, and Fleetwood, and Keegan, and Rose for all competing in all these events. Uh, 
you know, show some, maybe they all live in Tampa. Who knows? I have no idea why they're playing. Hadwin should be a look. Keep an eye on how he does throughout the weekend. But my early leans are Brandon Wu and Justin Suh. Those two. And we'll see where we go from there. Uh, and Wyndham Clark as well. So those three are the ones I have my eye on along with Kramer Hickox. And now we have four. Hopefully their odds come in. If their odds are like nice on Monday morning, I'm hitting them right away and probably play them with the each way as well. That means playing them with the top five. Uh, if you don't have the each way books on the go, just bet them both and boom, we'll be good to go. Trying to make it a light week, but hopefully trying to hit a winner. Play in Mayo Madness, all right? Money goes to Fantasy Cares. It's free to play. All you have to do is sign up. You sign up, the money goes directly to Fantasy Cares. So please go do that. And if you win, you get $2,500. I forget what second, third, fourth, and fifth are, but you know, it's not $2,500. I think it's like $25,500, whatever it is. It didn't cost you a cent to play, so you might as well go do it. Spread it around the word as well. I'd like to get 25000 entries into this, so I can't do that without your help, obviously. You can see the view count of the show. Kind of guarantee you, not going to be 25000 Although the audio listens are going to be much higher than that. So if you're listening out there audio-wise, please just go sign up. Again, even if you don't care about filling out a bracket or playing, uh, it's an easy way to get money to a really good cause. Uh, Fantasy Cares of Scott Fish's. Uh, there's Scott Fishbowl entries available uh, in the bracket as well if you care about that sort of thing. But Scott Fish has done a really good job of cultivating this charity using the fantasy community. So this is the way that I can help by encouraging all of you just to sign up for a free March Madness bracket and money will go to that charity. All right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.